Hi, this is a, a philosophical video for the Tim Creek Forum, um, which I haven't done for a while. Uh, forgive me. Um, I've been, my attention has been elsewhere, um, as some of you know. And the ideas with these is I'm just going to respond to posts which catch my eye uh, spontaneously so that I'm not here with a worked out theoretical response, but a conversational interactive one. And I hope that will be fun, even if it's more rambly. And this one specifically is to a post posted by Kenny. Um, and then some comments on that by David. And essentially what Kenny is saying is that he was really touched by uh, reading uh, or, or listening to me speak about the soul and the psyche and spirit and matter, this whole division which I work with. And it was very close to his own ideas, but there was a fundamental difference. And he's articulated that difference really, really well. And I'm going to paraphrase him at the risk of um, getting him wrong. You should look at his own comments on the, on the page. Um, but I think what he's saying essentially is that he sees soul as something eternal, something which is always there like spirit, and that, that, that spirit manifests itself as soul, which then manifests itself as matter. And his reasons for that is that he thinks there's soul in everything. There's a pan-psychism, which is a very popular philosophical position, that everything has soul, right down to the smallest types of matter. And that's so that where soul come from, where's the psyche come from? It's an evolution of what was already there. And that just in the same way that my intention to move my mouth to speak requires processing in soul first, that even on the most fundamental level, everything requires processing in soul first and that therefore that's why he thinks soul um, pre-exists pre matter it hasn't emerged from matter and that what we're doing really is soul is recognizing itself so this is a view which is very familiar to me it's quite close to a view which I had myself for an extremely long time and one that I have now rejected so it gives me a chance to say why I made that change and in some ways it's a very small change um, because there's an awful lot in there which I still resonate with. And some of it's just to do with terminology, but the terminology matters because if we use a word, say, like consciousness, which I did a lot, as a name for the ground of reality, then what can often happen is we go, well, well yeah, but consciousness, there, as we're talking about, that, like I'm conscious and then unconscious, that sense of consciousness is something that arises very, you know, the first 10 billion years, there was no life. And then if you go, oh, well, consciousness is something which everything has. And then suddenly it's like, oh, well, you don't mean what we, the word's being used in a different way now. And then you can smuggle in ideas kind of undercover by using the word in a different way and then bringing in other concepts with it, which really are unjustified. So we need to be careful. Of course, in this case, um, Kenny's not using the word consciousness. He's using the word soul for that, or psyche. In a, it's quite different, but my point is the words matter. Whew, okay, <laughs> I'm not sure I explained that that well, but hopefully that's a beginning. So I'll, let me tell you the way I see it, um, and you'll see the difference. I'm not a pan-psychic. I don't think there is soul in everything, because by the word soul, I mean something very specific. I mean the psyche. That's what it refers to. I think it refers to this 
non-material, non-spatial domain in which we experience ideas and dreams and images. And it looks to me unmistakably true that that has emerged with uh, certainly after life. At some point after the evolution of life, you see this evolution of this more emergent level. But I agree it's the more emergent level of something. I'm just not sure we're, we're right to call that something consciousness, like some people do, or soul, which panpsychics do. So what I'm saying is almost identical with a different language. What I'm saying is the word which I think is most appropriate to use is subjectivity. So that what's there right from the beginning is that everything, everything which has a uniqueness to it, which can identify itself as an individual time stream for me, it is what makes it an integral thing is it has a relationship with the whole. And that relationship with the whole is subjectivity. And how it's viewed by other subjects is objectivity. So it's a subjective view of the whole, which, by the way, is why I don't believe there's an objective universe on its own. Or that the spiritual traditions are right, that there's it's all a subjective universe. I think what exists is objective information subjectively perceived by something. It's always that. So right now, what exists here is the objective world perceived by Tim, but also by the molecules that make up my table, also by the molecules in the air, and they've got a very different subjective uh, reading of what reality is than I do, because they're on different levels of emergence. But all of them are subjects. So we've gone from a very basic form of subjectivity, so which is an electromagnetic reading of the world, through the forms of life as they've evolved, where you get suddenly a, a complex version of that, which becomes the senses. You then find the arising of consciousness, which is something else, so that it's, an, it's conscious of that, which I think is the prioritizing of information, so that you get information which is prioritized becoming conscious and the rest the vast majority which is unconsciously processed sensual information and then this whole new thing which is images sensual information now appearing as images which forms the imagination or the psyche so it is the latest and most emergent development of subjectivity, which was there right at the beginning. But I think it's a mistake to, sa to say that is soul. It's just confusing to say it's conscious, because it's not, or that it's soul, because it's not. That has emerged. Just as the objectivity has evolved, the subjectivity has evolved. Now, my problem with making soul there from the beginning is, is as I think David might have said in the conversation, where does this come from? We've, we, we've just done a big philosophical trick. We've put something at the beginning. Oh, there it is. People have been doing that for years with God. There he is. Now it's all explained. Actually, I haven't explained anything. Where is this domain come from? Now, by spirit, essence, being, what I mean is something without qualities apart from being the potentiality for everything. So that's something I feel justified in putting at the beginning. It's still mysterious, but I can do it because it says... Um, what I'm saying is everything has come from the potential for everything. And that nothing which is the potential for everything has the quality just that it exists, but no other quality. 
And when I contact my spirit or being, it has that same quality, that it just is. And then there's all the qualities which are emerging and evolving, which is what makes Tim's body and soul and psyche. So I'm okay with that. But suddenly soul has qualities. Where do those qualities come from? Well, then you get all the traditional things, which I think is where Kenny may be coming from or where maybe the influence is there, which is the idea that it's all fallen from this state into the less emergent state, which is matter. Now, I'm saying the opposite. That's the traditional Gnostic view. It's very common. It's the spiritual view. I think it's a pessimistic view, and I think the new scientific view is better. And so the challenge I'm making to spirituality is kind of to catch up with science and realize that these qualities have emerged because they're more emergent because this is a process of moving from the less emergent, the more primitive, to the more emergent. It's not a fall, it's an evolution. So when he says, uh, there's a, you know, I'm thinking this and therefore this happens, that has to be there beforehand, let's address that. Have I, have I said enough, I wonder, let me just, say before I do that, have I said clearly about, so the problem so just to go through again, I see subjectivity as evolving and reaching a level which we can identify as psyche once it reaches that soul dimension, having gone through the biological dimension where it's become sensation, and before that where it's electrochemical. And I'm saying it's not justifiable, I don't think anymore, to put this big dimension eternally or at the beginning. So what is finding itself is, the, is spirit. And it's doing that in its most emergent form, our soul. But it's taken 13.8 billion years to get there. Then, okay, this idea that, well, there's something, there's an intelligence which needs to inform things. And David, at this point, picked up on this. And he questions whether that intelligence, like in the body, could be in the body as 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 science seems excuse me seems to imply it's in our dna or it's in you know the, or it's it's in the body somehow um and he says um based on rupert sheldrake's work um who i had a great conversation with actually the other day um and filmed well hopefully i'm going to make that available to you sometime um that comes from somewhere else and that his idea is that uh, uh, that he follows i think this is also stuff that rupert would probably agree with rupert sheldrake the biologist um that there's an, a Gaia or an overmind, or that, that it's coming from again, it's coming from from soul. And I think I think Rupert probably is a panpsychic. I'm not sure we didn't go into that particularly in detail when we spoke. I agree, but I don't think that's the right solution. For me, it's kind of simpler, like than that, in a way, um, different. And also, I say would say very very influenced by Rupert Sheldrake. What Rupert has pioneered, like no one else I know, is the idea that the past is present, to use one of his brilliant phrases. So this is fundamental to my cosmology and my, my vision of the universe, which is the idea that time accumulates, that the past hasn't gone anywhere, that, it, that everything that has ever happened is implicit in this moment, that this moment is everything that ever has happened, come into form, meeting the spirit, the potentiality, the being, the potentiality for everything, which is why every new moment is a realization of a new potentiality that includes within it everything that's happened before and builds on everything that's happened before, which is why there's a tendency towards evolution and emergence. And I think it is the presence of the past which is where the intelligence is. 
They, everything is the, as Rupert says, the habits of nature, the laws of nature. There's a, the, the function of the past is to keep things the same, to repeat. The, punc the, the, the function of the potential is to create and to offer a new, something new, so that each moment can be a mixture of the two. And that happens on all levels, but it happens, uh, there's much more creativity on the level of the soul. Hence the reason I've never said any of this before, it's all brand new, but the rest of the things in this room are staying pretty much like they did at the beginning of me starting talking. So I hope that's some thoughts to suggest why I've moved away from this, this idea that soul pre-exists. Now, having said all of that, there is a sense in which I do actually agree with Kenneth, um, or I'm open to, there's a complexity to my view, which I need to, because of the complexity in the universe, which is this. I am working philosophically as if this is the first universe that has ever existed. Because if you don't do that, you merely push the, the, the questions you're asking back and back and back and back and back, and you don't, you don't do anything. So I want to say, when I say, look, soul's not already there, it's because where would it come from? It has, you know, we, we if we're going to understand, we need something which accounts for what it is. And my way of accounting for everything is very simple and I think extremely elegant. There is a potentiality for everything and it is emerging into form. Formless, timeless potentiality is emerging as form in time or as time. The accumulation of form, the accumulation of the past, becoming ever more emergent, ever more emergent, realizing deeper and deeper potentials until you've got us and, and then onward, going through physics, biology, and then soul, psyche, and then onwards. So that everything, there, there's an overarching vision which unites all of that without having to plonk anything in from nowhere. However, or as well, I think it is perfectly possible, maybe likely, that this isn't the first universe, that universes give birth to universes, like um, people like um, <laughs> trying to think of the physicist's name, he's a mathematician, Penrose, Roger Penrose has suggested. And if that's the case, of course, then the universe is arising from something which quite likely soul has already risen maybe and maybe levels beyond that so that it already does exist in the past at least so what that means in the way that the present comes out well i think it explains why the universe is set up so brilliantly for us to arrive at this level of evolution because it's all happened before in a different way and that universes are evolving universes give birth to evolving universes so in that way, there has already been soul. But I think in our universe, it is an emergent reality that comes at a certain level um, of, and I think we can see that in, you know, if you think of the, you know, there, there will be a point you know, when, when, when an egg, when each one of us was an became a fertilized egg and that journey of body began, it, it, at, that, at some point, it will start arriving at a place of sensation. And at some point on its journey, it arrives at, at the place of imagination, of manipulating sensation in such a way that it's imagination. Um, it's not all there the minute that the egg is fertilized. 
that's an emergent property and it's copying emergent properties of other children that have arisen before in the past because the past is the intelligence as it were which is informing what happens in the present I hope some of that was clear um, and will be of interest big love to you all